It, it's, a, it's a very interesting question. What makes a, a great chef? It's really hard, hard to really pinpoint any one thing. You, you all know that there are so many details involved in what we do and so many individuals involved in what we do. So a great chef is, is really supported by so many others. And I, so I think what makes a great chef is surrounding yourself with those of like-mindedness, with a common vision, common goals, and in many ways are much smarter than you are. That is the voice of Chef Keller or Chef Thomas Keller, and he'll be giving us seven super tips on today's Super You podcast. That's one small step for man. Liftoff. We have a dream. You can't handle the truth. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three, two, one. Super, 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 super. Super U. Thank you for joining us for today's Super U podcast. We're going to get cooking today. How do you like that transition? We're going to be cooking with Chef Thomas Keller. This is the Super U podcast. Thanks for tuning in each and every week as we try to unleash and unlock that superpower that's within all of us. So whether you want to be a cook, an entrepreneur, an athlete, start your own business, just trying to answer questions about how to be a better mom or a better dad, we're trying to get these tips in these top successful folks and get these tips in your ears each and every week. So thanks for making the podcast possible. I have fun every week doing it, so I hope you have fun listening to it. The end goal is to give everyone that courage to wear the cape. That's right. We're all superheroes. We just need that courage to wear the cape. And on today's show, we're going to get tips from Chef Keller. For those not familiar with him, he's an American chef, restaurateur, and cookbook writer. He and his landmark Napa Valley restaurant, The French Laundry, in California, have won multiple awards from the James Beard Foundation, notably the Best California Chef and best chef in America. He's the only American chef to have been awarded simultaneous three-star Michelin that's the top, three-star. I know we're used to dealing with Amazon five-star, but in Michelin, it's three-star. Three-star ratings for two different restaurants. And some of you might know this, but why the heck are they called Michelin star ratings? Well, the Michelin French Tire Company, uh, they wanted to encourage people to travel, to go on the road. So what better way to give out maps and to point out the best restaurants in the gift star ratings well before we had Yelp, well before we had Google star ratings, well before we had Amazon star ratings. So that is why they're called Michelin star ratings. For those that were curious, it's all about that tire. And the rubber is indeed about to hit the road here. And I can see the eye roll. I can see the eye roll, Jake, but I do my own writing. I do these own transitions. So the rubber's going to meet the road. Get it with the Michelin? But here's what you do get. We're going to get seven tips from Keller. Now, Keller's mother was a restaurateur who employed Thomas, so Thomas Keller, as help when her cook got sick. So her cook got sick. So she's like, hey, son, can you help cook? And four years after his parents got divorced, the family moved east and settled in Palm Beach, Florida. In his teenage summers, Thomas Keller, he worked at the Palm Beach Yacht Club, starting as a dishwasher and quickly moving up to cook. It was here he discovered his passion for cooking in perfection of hollandaise sauce. So here he is with tip number one. The single most um, influential for me, a great restaurant. Was it a, um, a restaurant that was 
breaking new ground? No. Was it a restaurant that was progressive and contemporary? Not necessarily. Um, it was a restaurant that was extraordinarily consistent. And great restaurants have to be consistent. We can all cook. You know, there's a lot of great chefs out there who can do a lot of great things, but to be consistent 300 days a year, you know, lunch and dinner, over and over and over and over again, is really, for me, what defines greatness. It's the one-hit one wonders are one-hit wonders. To be there for a long time, uh, to be impactful for a long time, to have um, a, a team that continues to evolve, to have guests that continue to come to your restaurant, to have that relationship with your partners or your suppliers. Those are really, really important things for me in a restaurant. Here we are at tip number two. I know from a personal experience how expectations can, your expectations can actually diminish an experience. My first three-star experience in France was just like that. I had been reading about this restaurant for years. It was considered one of the best restaurants in the world. The chef was highly regarded, three Michelin stars. I mean, extraordinary chef. And I went to his restaurant, had, had lunch, on my way to Arbois. And I left thinking, wow, what's so great about that? Right? He served me pigeon and peas with more oil mushrooms. We had a you know a beautiful um, foie gras to start. We had, I forget the dessert. Um, and I realized three or four months later that it was a perfect meal. And it was my expectations that got in the way of my experience. This was my first three-star restaurant, and I walked in there thinking that. I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking that, I don't know, fireworks, I don't know, whatever. Um, and it just didn't happen. But in retrospect, it was beautiful. The pigeon was beautiful. The peas were just so perfect. The moral mushroom, everything was just, just right. And I didn't appreciate it. And expectations do get in the way. So we have, we have to, our expectations in our kitchen, in our restaurant, in our service, and everything that we do, we have to understand that our, our expectations have to be of the highest. The highest priority for us is that we are able to reach our own expectations. And if we do that, if we do that every day, then that's the best we can do. Here we are at tip number three. The real reason that I cook, uh, and that's nurturing, nurturing people. Because we know we try, we, try to, we try to do the best that we can. We try to cook at a very, very high level for a lot of different reasons. But at the end of the day, it's nurturing people in many different ways. Not just physically, but emotionally as well. And then I realized it wasn't just about nurturing our guests. They were almost a byproduct of what we do. Because once the plate leaves the kitchen, who knows what happens to it? It's about nurturing ourselves and that experience in the kitchen. See, it's not, not, not about food at all, but it's about the experience that we share with one another that compels us to continue to do what we do every day. And it's not a job, believe me, it's a lifestyle.
Chef Keller bringing the heat. Tip number four. It, it's, a, it's a very interesting question. What makes a, a great chef? It's really hard, hard to really pinpoint any one thing. You, you all know that there are so many details involved in what we do and so many individuals involved in what we do. So a great chef is, is really supported by so many others. And I, so I think what makes a great chef is surrounding yourself with those of like-mindedness, with a common vision, common goals, and in many ways are much smarter than you are. Remember that. Always work with people that are much smarter than you are. The only way to really get better is to, is, is to play with those who, who can teach you and be better. So what I've tried to do in my entire career is surround myself with talented people to realize the things that I didn't know. Some of my past failures were results of me thinking I knew how to do everything. Uh, I had a restaurant in New York City in the early 80s called Raquel. I thought I could be the chef, I thought I could run the dining room, and I thought I knew how to be uh, a bookkeeper. Uh, I certainly could run a kitchen, but I didn't know anything about the dining room, nor did I know anything about bookkeeping, finances. Uh, so ultimately, the restaurant failed. When I opened the French Laundry, I realized my mistakes, the, the mistakes I had made, and corrected that by hiring uh, Laura Cunningham's here today, hiring Laura Cunningham to run my dining room, and having a proper person who knew about finances. Uh, so make sure that you surround yourself with those individuals who can help you, who can, who can support your goals, and who have the same goals themselves. Chef Keller getting saucy with tip number five. I, I didn't think of it. And, 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 and you realize that, that those individuals that are around you, I, I always listen to people. And, and I always like the idea of team and I like the idea of collaboration. And many of the ideas that I have aren't necessarily my ideas. Um, they're other people's ideas. And I think one of the things that, that I'm able to do is give others the confidence and courage to express ideas. I think we've all been in those environments where, where, where we've, we've been either prevented or we're afraid to express to express our ideas to, to, to our supervisors. I, I try to give the opportunity for anybody to say whatever they want, as I want them to have an impact. And there was, there was a woman at the time when I was building, per se, and that was with us that was actually doing a, her, her doctorate uh, thesis for the other school in, in California, we won't name it. Um, and she spent two years with us studying the, um, the, 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 our, our business. Um, and uh, at, at French Laundry, and she, she actually published a book on it. Um, and, and she became a close friend. And I didn't know what I was gonna do when I was opening Per Se as it relates to how I was gonna open Per Se and maintain and continue to operate the French Laundry. And she got to know me so well, uh, we would sit and talk, and we were sitting in the garden one day, and she said, Thomas, you know, I know you've been struggling with this, but it's very obvious to me what you should do. I said, Rebecca, what is that? She said, just close the French Laundry. I thought, wow, what an idea. Just close the French Laundry. Now, from a business point of view, you're going to close a restaurant that's doing you know, over a million dollars a month in business, and you're, you're going to close it for five months to go open another restaurant, which has nothing to do with the partners of the original restaurant, right? I mean, so you're a partner of the French Laundry. You're going, wait a minute. Why would you, why, why would you do that? Well, we're going to do that for a number of different reasons. We're going to do that because if we do this successfully in New York City, it's going to have a very positive impact on the French Laundry. It's going to give us the opportunity to really have this, this cultural exchange between two restaurants that has never been done before. 
So we did that. We closed the French Laundry. We moved 30 individuals, like Noah's Ark. We moved 30 staff members from the French Laundry from different departments that were intended to go to New York temporarily to help inoculate this team in New York, and then they'd come back and open the French Laundry. And that's exactly what we did. And, and to this day, it, it established such a strong foundation for, for that restaurant uh, that almost immediately it became one of the best restaurants in New York City and ultimately one of, considered one of the best restaurants in the country. Just as he mixes it up in the kitchen and with his sauces, he's mixing it up here with the tips that he's been giving us. And we're going into what tip number? Tip number six from Chef Keller. And I've said, you know, it's almost like a, I run a, I run a sports franchise is the way I describe it. Um, because we have to be thinking generation, generationally about who is coming up, who's going to be replacing who, and how we're going to do that, how we're, ment how we're hiring, how we're mentoring, how we're training our staff so that they can become, sooner or later, can become the franchise player. Uh, and, and ultimately, then let them go and become, become their own business. You know, that's, that's the ultimate goal, is to actually push them out so that they can start their own restaurants uh, and be successful on their own. All right, here's Chef Keller putting the cherry on that proverbial Sunday with tip number seven. People ask me a lot of times about success. And I've thought about it for years. And I realize that success is not about fame. It's certainly not a, about fort, fortune, recognition, awards. It's about memories about the memories that we collect throughout our lives. And I'm sure each one of you have wonderful memories about things that you've done in your life. And a lot of that was about success, that defined success for me. And certainly one of those memories, or one of the biggest compliments I can receive is when a guest comes to our restaurant, has dinner, and then comes back to the kitchen or I meet them in the courtyard and they say, chef, this reminds me of and they go into this wonderful tale about an experience they had, I don't know, in the south of France, in Paris, in Italy, in Spain, or even in America. A great experience they had in another restaurant. And I can only hope that that individual goes on and has another great experience and says, this reminds me of the French Laundry. Well, I hope you got a lot out of today's episode, even if you only enter the kitchen to eat, if you don't know your way around the kitchen at all. It's definitely a great, great exercise to do. I hate cleaning. I love cooking, but I do, do not like the cleaning. So I say, hey, I love cooking. I just don't like the cleaning. But my hope is you got a lot out of today's Super You episode. I'm your host, Eric Quammen. Most of you know me as Equal Man. This show is put together. It's all put in the oven by Jake Brin, Maritza Gutierrez, and of course, Kelsey Gomez. But it's not possible without you, the listener. So thanks for tuning in each and every week. I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to send in your favorite recipe. It'd be kind of cool for us to have Equal Man's Book of Recipes or just post it out there online at the Super U Podcast. Just all the great recipes that you have. 
your best of the best. Because imagine we took the best from each and every household. How amazing that lineup of food would be. So again, this is Equal Man reminding all of us, until next time, until you tune in next time, it's all about having that courage to wear the cape. It's about unlocking that superhero that's within all of us. And it's also about remembering that it's not what we take from the world, it's what we leave behind. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Super, 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 super you. Oh.